Thanks for joining us. Riley Jensen coming up next. A couple things i got to tell you about. Cafe Rio. Who doesn't like Cafe Rio? Come join Unrivaled at the new Cafe Rio City Creek location. That is on November 30th, and it's from 3 to 6 p.m. You can get your Cafe Rio favorites now at the City Creek Center for sure. And then also, Riley Jensen, I need to tell you that Riley Jensen is going to be on our Smart Rain guest hotline. Best of State Award winner Smart Rain has an incredible Black Friday offer running for the entire month of November. Smart Rain is giving free controllers along with free Apple iPad to commercial properties who sign up with a paid cellular hosting subscription. Please visit SmartRain.net or call 877-346-3333. 877-346-3333. Talking about turkeys of the year, and certainly Riley Jensen is not a turkey of the year, although I am positive he is going to be eating turkey. Is that not true, Riley Jensen? Uh, most likely. Most likely. I'm going to go join my brother Casey. My brother Crosby will be up in Layton. Probably a little bit of Turkey Bowl. We all have sons that are finally getting the age where we can do that. And the Turkey Bowl is big in the Jensen family. I mean, it's huge. <laughs> so are you going to bring home the uh, hardware Turkey Bowl MVP? No, no. Like, I'm going to be all-time <laughs> center. That's what, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> the, turkey bowl, the Turkey Bowl for the Jensens, though, is not the competitive – like crazy game that like some guys going to do. It's all about the kids. It's all about everybody gets touches. Everybody gets a touchdown. Everybody gets to feel like they're part of, you know, of winning. So ah. it's fun. Yeah. Everybody feels like they're part of winning. That's an interesting concept there because uh, we see this Utah kid, this Peter Costelli comes in and he's a, what, a four-star ranking in California, and it's the Tuttle situation all over again. Before the season's over, he doesn't play, and he's out the door. Uh, You can speak to this quarterback transfer situation because you've done it. You've spoken about some things that maybe you would have done differently, maybe whatever, whatever it might be. Uh, So... How do you feel, if you're from a coaching standpoint, how do you get kids to feel a part of the program, especially a quarterback where only one dude plays, and the younger guy, it's not his time yet? Or is there anything that can be done to it to keep him engaged? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's really hard, right? I mean, the, the only thing – I mean, so this this one's a hard one for me because I'm not – I'm not always sure that I made the right decision, and that's not a that's not a cut to Utah State, right? Well, like I loved my time at Utah State, but when you're when you're talking about individuals that like transfer schools, it's 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 really hard for me now, especially coming from my my career that I do now. Like, what what are we teaching someone if if you if you take your ball and you go home every time something doesn't go your way, right? And 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 what are you how, what what is the long term thought process to like what you're trying to do if um, if every time you face adversity like you you decide that you're going to leave now look I wasn't 
I wasn't a Costelli kid. I'm not. I'm not a Jackson Dart kid. I'm not a. I'm not a person. You know that that maybe everything that I did, like I, I feel like I overachieved. So, but these guys, these guys are told from a very young age, and this is where I get a little bit frustrated with the quarterback position, is I feel like it's it's turning into an AAU version of football where they're told from a young age that they're going to the NFL. They're told from a young age that they can that they can play in the NFL if they're in the right spot and if they start in the right place. And now when they get to the University of Utah and they don't start as a freshman and they see that there's a sophomore that's ahead of them, now they're going, oh, my gosh, that, that could be frustrated, right? Like, like, that could be over if I don't go and play somewhere. And so, you know, and I, I didn't mean to throw Jackson Dart into the category of, like, he's wanting to transfer. What I'm saying is, is, is he's the type of person that has a chance to play professional football. And so, to me, it's a little bit confusing on what to tell these guys because <clears throat> they do have the talent. They do have the ability to play in the NFL, but what's better for you resilience-wise, adversity-wise to be able to get there? Because it means millions of dollars to these kids if they get in the right track and they get on the right place and they're going to play in the NFL. But, you know, Costelli's the kid that got offered in front of Jackson Dart. And I'm not saying Jackson Dart would have gone to the University of Utah. I have no idea for sure. But... But that was the guy that the University of Utah, they, they put their eggs in that basket, you know, saying, like, this is the guy we want, and now he's gone. And this has happened more than once, and it's just a tough deal. I, I don't know what you can say to an 18-year-old kid who thinks he should be playing. I mean, I, I don't know, other than, you know, guys like Coach Witt and, and, and some of these different coaches are going to continue to be old school and just say, hey, look, if you don't like it, hit the transfer portal <laughs> and they do quarterbacks seem to hit the transfer portal when people say that to them how much too is it other people i.e. fathers <laughs> oh man I'm, I'm I'm I have a pretty good career based on fathers right now so um, <laughs> there, there's there's a lot of well-meaning people out there that are not doing it right for their kids. And I mean, look, even with, um, Tuttle, right? Like, I don't know. I don't know if it was you. I don't know if it was somebody else who told me like, Oh, we saw Tuttle's dad on the phone after this last game. He's not happy. I guarantee he's going to transfer. And it was within a week that they had transferred. Yeah. And, and so it's, it's interesting, man. I mean, like I said, this this AAU mentality for quarterbacks where guys are told that they're going to the pros and they're getting screwed if they're not playing as freshmen and they're not yeah i mean it's 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 hard for me to watch because they go around they play in all these 7 on 7 tournaments they play with the best of the best you know and if they're not playing right now you know it's like the world is falling and i'm like man you know, it's almost like I need to start telling people, you know, on the college level, the same thing that I tell high school people. Like, what's wrong with your kid being a really, really good high school player and really enjoying that experience? Why do you want to transfer him everywhere? Why do you want to do all this kind of stuff? And, and a lot of times I'll turn to the parents and I'll say, so did you win a state championship? And they're like, no. And I'm like, what was your record your senior year as a football player? Oh, we were like five and five. And I'm like, do you love football? 
And they're like, oh, man, I love football more than anything. And I'm like, well, what's wrong with your kid playing on a 7-4 and team and being the captain and building all these relationships and being the best player on that team and maybe not winning a state championship? Well, I just want him to have every opportunity. And they have all these excuses, right? But what's wrong with being a really, really good college football player? What's wrong with that? And then seeing where what happens after that. I mean, there's there's people that make really, really good livings and have really good lives who are really good college football players and never sniff the NFL. Yeah. Riley Jensen joining us. Yeah, you talk about uh, I, th- I had heard uh, the father's I had heard before Tuttle got there that uh, that's one case, you know, with the involvement. And sure enough, uh, two months into the season, he's gone. Now, I also heard that uh, on the other side of uh, doing it, maybe I, I hate to hesitate the correct way because that implies the other way was the wrong way. And you, your phrase of well-meaning parent uh, hits home. You know, we think we're doing the right thing and maybe we're not but we don't know, and the love is so strong for the kid that we do things that, that aren't right, even though we're well-meaning. But the other side, right. I heard Mike Wilson, Zach Wilson's dad, I've heard through multiple sources that this guy has been the ideal dad as far as he's going to your school, here he is. Go, And yep. there's been no communication between coaches and, and player or uh, dad. It's like, He's over there now. You do what you do. And so that's two examples of one you know, got involved and the other, from what I understand, is Mike Wilson has been totally hands-off and doesn't say a thing to anybody. Well, and I, I, I mean, I know Mike really well. I, he, he loves his kids as much as any dad could love their kids. Um, and, and he's very, very involved in their lives. He's not involved, it doesn't seem like to me, in conversations of transfer. I mean, it, it, it's like, hey, we're going to go here, and, you're, and, and we're going to make this decision, we're going to go for it, you know? Yeah. And, and, and I, think, I think that's a compliment to him. I don't, know, I don't know what the right decision is in every situation. I'm not, I'm not professing, right. like you said, to say that everything is like a clear-cut decision. I mean, look, you, you can look from the outside and say, well, Riley transferred and he got a chance to play at Utah State and start some games up there and have a really good time. And, and yeah, it looks great. But that year also, um, Kevin Federer gets hurt. You know, Paul Schumacher doesn't play as well. And Drew Miller was starting. I mean, I, you know, hindsight is always twenty twenty, right? I don't know. I don't know that that would have been better for me. I really enjoyed my experience at Utah State, right? I don't know. I don't know what the right decision was, and so um, the the best way to do it, I think, is to kind of make a decision before you get somewhere. And the thing that I tell recruits right now is, hey, make sure that the school that you're going to, if everything went wrong. If everything went wrong with that decision, would you still enjoy being a student at that at that university? Would you still enjoy being, you know, studying what you're studying and being at that school and being around that support system? If the coach left, if you were hurt, if somebody came in and beat you out, you know, would you still enjoy that place so that so you can take the pressure off of of, of trying to look every year? But look, with NIL. 
with a free transfer rule now, I mean, we're just going to see more and more of this. It's, it's just going to be really, really hard to avoid it. And, you know, I've talked to quite a few head coaches in, you know, the FBS level that have said that the transfer, transfer portal has changed everything. And they look at the portal first before they look at anything. And it's not necessarily because they want to, but it's just the way the game's played now. It's free agency for college football. So do you think that, and Riley Jensen joining us, that in recruiting now, uh, it's basically, okay, kids will commit, but that's all it really is. It's Even though you sign it, it, it's not a long-term commitment, so to speak. It's just... In the short term, is is that the way recruiting is going? Well, yeah, well, I'll come there, or yeah, we'll take you here now, but we know you could be gone in a year. Yeah, I mean, I think it was kind of that way before because, I mean, I, I've told the story about Matt Wells talking to a USC kid that was local, you know, and, and I've, I've said it on, on the air with you guys before, and then he just turned to me and I was like, man, that kid really likes you. And he goes, yeah, you never know. Right, you never know, and he wasn't being inappropriate in the way that he was talking to the kid. He wasn't, you know, um, but, but he understood that, like in this day and age, like kids transfer, and that was a kid that he would love to have at his program at the time. It was at Utah State, right? And coaches are either going to have to recruit their kids every single year, or they're just going to have to get used to the fact that it's, it's a short-term commitment. If he ends up being, um a first or a second string for, stringer for you, then then you really want him in the program. But if he's not going to be a first or second stringer, I think some coaches are glad the kids are transferring. I think some kids, I think some coaches are going to be glad that there's a kid that they recruited really, really hard, who's not very good, who doesn't have great work ethic, and is kind of a cancer to the team. If he joins the transfer portal, hey man. What could I do to support you? <laughs> you know, like how, how can I get you? Let, tell me what I need to do. Do you need me to make some phone calls? What do you want me to do? I'm I'm happy to help. You know, and so help it pack. works both ways. <laughs> you know, it works both ways. Yeah, I mean, even high school, even high school coaches talk that way right now. Like, look, hey, if you don't want to be here, come and talk to me, and we'll help you find a school that is going to be good for you. And when you kind of set that precedent, it, it almost is like reverse psychology, right? Like everybody wants to be there. I remember, I mean, there was, there was a couple of kids when I was coaching at Alta that, that were like quarterbacks that wanted to come in. And I did everything but tell them that there's no way they'll play. And then we'd show up for like fall camp and they're like, oh, so-and-so's here. And I'm like, what? I thought, really? <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's just one of those things where, people are going to do what they want to do. And so you can't, you can't like beat yourself up. Like, over oh, we lost this guy or we didn't like, they're, they're, they're kind of going to do what they want to do. And so the portal opens up a lot of possibilities to coaches. But then you got a kid like Cam rising who did, he left after a year and now it looks like he's on top of the world. It, I know I do. I mean, I, it's like I started out the conversation. I don't know that, the right decision is not to transfer all the time. I don't, I don't know that that's the deal. Now, when you're at, you know, three schools in five years, like that, that might be a little bit disconcerting. And I, I did a little bit of a study on like elite 11, which is kind of like, you know, you know, every year they pick out the 11 best 
And I looked at it, and, and something like, if I remember correctly my numbers, I'd have to go look at them, but it was something like 47% of the time elite 11 quarterbacks transfer. Right. 47% of the time. That means one out of every two elite 11 quarterbacks, it doesn't work out. And they're supposedly the best, you know, 11 quarterbacks in, in the whole United States that year. Right. And 47% of them are going to transfer. And it was something like another, like 75% of those quarterbacks you'll never hear of on the next level. You only hear about like 25% of the elite 11 quarterbacks that go on to the next level because they transfer or it doesn't work out or he's just not as good as they, as he'd been rated. Right. So you're talking about four quarterbacks out of 11 or three and a half quarterbacks out of 11 that you ever even hear of again after their high school senior season. So it's interesting. It's this whole quarterback thing is really interesting to me. Uh, before we let you go, Riley Jensen joining us, give us a breakdown. Uh, who's winning Utah state, uh, Utah, BYU this weekend, big games for all three schools. I actually think all three of them win. Um, I think BYU's just got to be aware of, like letting USC get started or letting them get some confidence against them because they're super athletic and super talented. I think Utah State is going to win against a, a New Mexico team, especially after the way they got beat last week. They're going to feel and, – and really, you know, I was like, oh, great. They're not going to be able to win the Mountain West Conference. But, I mean, you've got Boise State matched up against um, – San Diego State. Against San Diego State, and that – that's an interesting scenario, and I think uh, it's really going to be Air Force or Utah State that are they're going to be representing you know their half of the conference in the conference championship game, and then obviously the University of Utah. I think they're just rolling right now. I think I think they're as good and they can compete with anybody in the country right now. The way they're playing, and I think things look really good for the University of Utah with Cam Rising. I don't care who they have to fill in for or who, what kind of spots they have to fill in in the next couple of years of Cam Rising's around, that's a really good quarterback. And he's, he's got some it factor to him that we haven't seen there in a long time. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. All right, thanks for coming on. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. We'll talk to you next week. Can't wait. We'll talk to you soon. All right, that's Riley Jensen. He is college football insider, mental health performance coach. He knows his stuff, been around our community for a long, long time. Grateful for him coming on each week. We appreciate it. Turkeys of the year, man. Tomorrow's the big day. Who do you got? Stay with us, 97.5, 1280, The Zone.